0: Welcome back for another episode here at Crest Talk. We're your hosts, Jamie Kim,
1: Chloe Lee, and Jamie Freitag.
0: At Crest, we believe everyone deserves support. The Crest app provides personalized support that helps you stress less and accomplish more. If you are new, welcome. We're so glad you are here. We just wanted to reassure you that your hosts are not recording in the recording studio anymore, and we are all in our separate homes recording this over an audio call. So today's episode is actually going to be a fun conversation starter guide. We got all this information from Science of People. They actually have an article that provides 57 conversation starters. We're not going to go through all 57, but we took the time to sit down, and we kind of sifted through the ones we liked most or the ones that we didn't like. And we'll kind of just go through each one and share our thoughts about them, if we think it's applicable or not, and yes, yeah, so it'll be fun. And I'm excited to see how this will unravel. So the first one that we picked was this has to do more with how to maybe begin a conversation. And this one says that a cool way to start one would be tell me about you or what's your story. So off the bat, what do you guys think about this?
1: So I really like the tell me about you, like tell me about yourself. What is your story is kind of a weirder way, in my opinion, to put it, but I think it is really nice when someone like asks you flat out, tell me about yourself. Um, It just seems really genuine and I like that.
2: I feel like I can get overwhelmed by this question because how do I put my whole life story into like two sentences? Um, So I guess you can kind of answer this however you'd like. It can be shallow or deep. I definitely
1: think that this is a big one. I agree about it's so hard to put yourself into two sentences thing, but um, I guess immediately when I hear the question, I think of how old I am, where I live, and where I go to school. Yeah. Um, that's just me. Obviously some people are way more interesting than that um, and have better things to say. But for me, I think I would just be comfortable with saying that like, yep, I'm you know from XYZ, I'm this years old and I attend this college, you know? So for me, that would be that would be it pretty much. And
0: I definitely agree with what Jamie said before when she was like, tell me about you is definitely a little bit more common and flat out and direct. And what's your story? Honestly, to me, if someone sat down in front of me for the first time and they're like, So what's your story? I would be like, What? And (laughs) kind of freaked out. But I yeah. But I think that what's your story is good with some background in a way, like if you guys, if two people are meeting for a purpose, maybe for like a job interview or something where they know they have in common, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's your story? Like, maybe what's your interest with this product or this job? I think if there are some specifics beforehand and both people already know that, then it's a little bit more practical instead of just If you went on a date with someone or just met someone for the first time or met someone in class and just said, what's your story? I feel like that's a little bit out of the blue. But I think if there is some context already with why the two are meeting and what they're about to discuss, then I think it's a little bit better.
1: And so the next question is working on anything exciting lately? i love this one i totally agree that sometimes when you ask someone what they do they might be humble about it um it might not spark like too much interest but the working on anything exciting lately i love that because it dives deeper like you know into their job or their hobby or whatever it can really like make someone excited about the conversation you know in their own way if they geek out about something it's it's kind of a good way to open that for them and yeah i would i love that so much but it's also awkward if they're not working on anything exciting but we'll cross that bridge when we get there
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely do agree i think you're kind of giving the other person permission to brag a little bit because I feel like that's also important. You want to give them that space and let them know that they are allowed to be proud of their accomplishments or excited about what they're working on. So I do think it gives a little bit more flavor, if you will, than just the, what do you do for your living? Or what have you been up to? Then definitely, I do think as well that they can leave out certain parts that do deserve to be noticed.
2: Yeah, a good conversation. You know, it's important to be a good listener and when somebody asks what are you working on or anything exciting lately i think it opens up an opportunity for the person to expand on their whole life rather than just school or just work specifically and it gives them an opportunity to share their life ambitions or goals what they're finally trying to work on um i think when we listen to their response you can also tell a lot about what they're passionate about and you know you can go off on that and you guys can continue to talk about things if you guys have mutual interests or things that you don't agree on and i think it's a very good conversation starter
0: right and another another one of the conversation starter points that they suggested was what were the high and low points of your day straight up i love this one it really makes you dig in your brain because a lot of times we don't really think about this if we Have something crappy happen to us or something good happen to us. We kind of just like, I guess, live in the moment and never, sometimes never think about it again. So I think it really does force you to reflect and appreciate or acknowledge things that happened in your day. And I just think it's a fun question overall.
2: Yeah, this question isn't like super deep, but it is personal because it requires you to talk about your emotions to the opposite person. I think it's like a good, happy medium like Jamie said it does make you think about what you did throughout the day or even the week and share with the other person what you didn't like what can change
1: and what you want to do
2: even tomorrow or the following week.
1: Yeah, I like this one too because it can truly dig down and it reveals what actually ticked you off and you know what was truly good about it because pretty much like the first memory that comes to your mind is you know the high and low points of your day and this could avoid um the other person just saying like Oh, how was your day? Oh, good. Um, Which is obviously like a really like common answer. Um, So it's a fun twist on that.
2: And to keep the conversation going, you can ask further questions. To when you're having a conversation, you can ask, um, "What are you doing this weekend?" I think this is another question that is a It's very comfortable when you're getting to know someone. Um, I don't think you're overstepping any boundaries. I know sometimes when I ask this question and a friend isn't doing anything, you can even like invite them to study together or you know share a part of my weekend plans. I think this is a really good question to ask if you want to be more involved in their lives sometimes and it's a good opportunity for you to, you know, invite them somewhere. I mean, I think that's like kind of far-fetched, but that sometimes I use this question to ask my classmates, oh,
1: do you want to study over the weekend? Um, I personally love asking people this question. And as I'm getting older and, you know, finding myself in the workplace, interacting with patients becomes sometimes a little awkward when, you know, I'm taking their blood, blood pressure, or, you know, just after I ask them like personal questions or something, there's that awkward silence. So everyone is always happy to talk about their weekend and their plans. And I like that a lot. So leading up to 4th of July, I was like, ah, oh, you have any weekend plans for the 4th of July? Cause it was on, um, it was on a Saturday. And then like this whole week, I was like, oh, you know, do anything fun this weekend? And, like, everyone just lights up and, like, automatically, like, tells you what they did. Like, oh, I went to the beach. And, you know, they get, they get kind of happy when you ask them that. So, I love that question. That's true. I do realize
0: that when I do ask the question to, I guess it's also a good, like, filler for um, like Jay, maybe if you're running some tests, whatever, it's silent and you just need to like, you want to keep them occupied. Like, it's such a good filler, I feel like, um, if there's some silence and whatnot and you just build space. And I do find that people do light up a little bit. And I don't know what it is. Like, I think in general, just people look forward to the weekend, especially during the summer. Maybe it's a little bit different during these times. But I do also see that happen whenever I used to ask my patients, I would also ask that. and the different number of answers were also super interesting for my part but just to see that i guess for us too we're like in like a medical setting so it's kind of like ugh, like it's an appointment or whatnot or something that it's not their first choice to be there so i guess taking their mind off that and um having them focus on something hopefully better in the weekend like what they look forward to that's also really fun And even when I ask people, sometimes people be like, oh, no, I'm just going to hang out with my family. Like, even when they're not doing anything crazy, they still light up a little bit. So I think that's really sweet.
1: Um, One of the bad questions that I personally came across while looking at the article was, did you see that viral blank YouTube video? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) This is horrible (laughs) because, first of all, yeah, the video has like 3 million views or whatever. But the odds are that the person that you're talking to has seen it are statistically low, okay? No matter how viral it is. It just creates an awkward situation when they haven't watched it because now, what, you're gonna pull it up on your phone and they're gonna wait through the ad? I don't know. So just from my personal experience, I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> maybe, so maybe that's why I'm biased, but yeah, not a good one in my opinion. I would kind
0: of be, again, everyone has a personal taste, but I guess us here, we can kind of say that we agree this is not the number one choice. Though, if you get super, super desperate, then go for it. We've all been in situations where like, where we're like, anything, just anything, give me anything. And we're like thinking for our lives on what to ask about. So I guess, you know, desperate times, desperate measures, but I do get where you're coming from. And I think it's also kind of random, especially if you're not already talking about YouTube or viral videos in general, just to pop that question up there. And if they don't know it, then it's like, oh. And then I feel like, you're just digging your own grave. But yeah, I felt really uncomfortable personally when I read this and I was like imagining scenes of people actually doing that. And yeah, personally not our favorite. That's so funny because I think I used this question once when I was
2: with a very, very, very awkward coworker, and I had to train her for like two weeks straight and I was desperately running out of questions and I'm pretty sure I dropped this question somewhere and the conversation absolutely went nowhere because she clearly did not see the video. Um, Yeah, so I didn't like this question too much either. Another question that it wasn't on the article, but just something from my personal experience is weather questions or weather statements. When people tell me about the weather, i I honestly don't know how to respond, and it just ends so quickly. So I just, you know, I just stand there. I'll go, yeah, it's nice. And then I don't know what else to say afterwards. Um I just feel like it dies down really fast. Um, but something you can say is you can ask them, oh, what are you excited about this weekend? It's so sunny or, you know, it's raining this weekend. Are you doing anything? Um, I think that's a more favorable question when it comes to having a conversation with someone.
1: going to have to agree to disagree on that one. I'm a big weather fan because <laughs> especially like I guess when you, when you know that you're going to spend a minute with someone that you've never met before, Oh, uh, I love in the summer you could be like oh my gosh it's like so mm-hmm. hot out it's so like humid <laughs> um, for me it's just like so easy like just mindless and the other person like obviously knows what you're trying to do you're just trying to t- like small talk like ease the awkwardness so yeah I guess we're just gonna have to uh agree to disagree right <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask you how the weather is okay Chloe Okay, good. <laughs> I am so sick of this question.
2: I think it's also cuz I work at a place where people ask me that like literally 20 times a day. Yeah. So, I'm probably just sick of it, but yeah, Jamie likes it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a no for Chloe and it's a big yes for Jamie. So, if you <laughs> ever meet us guys, you know what to do. Just go straight for the weather, look up at the sky and Jamie oh. will be your best friend. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think weather questions are just funny to me. I think that they've become such a big quote-unquote joke. Like, you know, in shows, they use it to show uncomfortable situations, right? Like, it's like the punchline of a joke. I feel like I don't like it as well, but I am guilty of using it. Sorry, Chloe, because out of desperation. So, but I do like your point about, like, tying it into other things, like the weekend question, because those could be very, like, go hand in hand, and people, like, being asked about their weekend. So if you can mention the weather in that way, I think that would also be nice. A very crucial part of keeping a conversation going is to ask open-ended
2: questions. Um, This is more than a simple yes or no question, and it gives the other person an opportunity for richer answers. Instead of saying, do you like this idea? You can say, what do you think about this idea? And it kind of encourages people to talk more and have the conversation go somewhere rather than, you know, kind of ending it with a yes or no question. I think incorporating more, you know, opinionated um, questions and a chance for them to elaborate on what they're saying or even asking them why
1: or how can kind of expand the conversation. Um, And kind of another conversation technique that we were researching was something called blurting. Um, So according to Business Insider, this is a technique that can be used to keep conversations going. I'm on the fence about this one, but flirting is a conversational technique that requires you to say whatever you're thinking about in that moment without censoring yourself. Obviously, don't be rude. Like, keep it within, like, the means of the conversation. But kind of when you have to bring up, like, another topic with someone, um, when you've ran, ran out of conversation material for one topic, it is probably good, you know, to switch it around. Obviously, you know, not super, super too random. So yeah, so I think when it's hard when you come to the end of a topic and then switching into another one, that's fine, but within reason.
2: Yeah, sometimes for me, um, I overthink what I'm going to say. And this technique I actually learned in class when my professor was telling me how you have, it's for people with like anxiety and sometimes we hold back what we wanna say when it's actually a really good idea because we're so afraid of what, how the other person is going to respond. Yeah, this technique I feel like you have to use it with reason, you, um, it's mostly for people who are struggling to speak their minds, but you also you definitely have to feel out the conversation, make sure that it's not inappropriate, but I think it's more courage-based where you are giving yourself a chance to say whatever you want um, without holding back because you're afraid of the other person's judgment. I think that's key here.
0: Right, that is really important. And the next set of points that we bring up are for like deep conversation starters. So the first one that we came across is, if you had to pick any character in a book, movie, or TV show, who is most similar to you? Who would you choose and why? Definitely not my favorite. I don't know why, but it kind of just made me feel like it was some weird or like tacky icebreaker game that you're forced to play at like a class or company event. I also have a fear with this question, like when people ask me that or when I have to ask people that, because I've been forced to ask people this at events in my school. And I have a fear of not knowing what the person, like if they say, oh, I love this character. Do you watch that show? And I'm going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So then I contemplate, this is bad, but I'm like, okay, so do I lie and just go like, yeah, yeah. And do like the vicious nodding or do I just admit it and then let that conversation die? But either way, how did you guys, how do you guys feel about this?
1: No, I agree. I hate this one too. And it's so funny. It's like, you almost feel like compelled to lie for some reason. Um, And and definitely in my life, I have like lied and like said I knew an actor or, you know, whatever. Um, And I haven't even, I don't even know what they're talking about. So I feel like this question might be good for a very specific subset of people who are like really into like fictional books and movies and stuff. But for the people who are on the edge of liking this stuff, um, it just could be really hard. Like, off the top of my head, I do not know what I would say to them. And probably, it's probably like 75% likely that I won't know what they're talking about. Um, and it's not because I'm some type of like fictional snob or whatever. It's just like, can't really get into that stuff. But
0: <laughs> it's just not your thing. So obviously, I don't know what they're talking about
1: yeah and then like it just it's just an awkward situation because it's like oh i want to be bob from xyz and you're like oh nice yeah (laughs) Bob. that's my favorite so exactly um avoid in my opinion and the worst is
0: when they flip it around to you and they're like oh why do you want to be bob and i'm like yeah i don't Um.
1: know (laughs) so nice yeah, I definitely
2: feel very pressured with this question. I hate, I hate it when it gets thrown at me off guard because I don't know what to say off the top of my head. But I would have to say it'd be nice if their response was very similar to your response and you were both passionate about something. Um, then there would be an immediate connection. But if not, it can, it can fail.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100% agreed. And the next one is, when you were growing up, what was your dream job? Is any part of that still true? I really, really like this one. This question, just in general, it doesn't even have to be a conversation starter for an acquaintance or whatnot. I ask all my friends and people, especially who I know already have um, like permanent jobs. It's just so interesting to see this, any answer, like, you know, children, they have such huge imaginations and you can really get anything for an answer. And I think that's also really fun because I feel like sometimes we're so closed off and we all, there are jobs out there that we don't even know exist. So I think that's also a really cool thing to just um, expose yourself to. And it's also cool to see how that's changed over their life, if it has. And I think that's also a really good way to get to know the other person.
1: Yeah, I love this question a lot. Um, Especially, like Jamie said, people that already have a job because it is so funny sometimes to see How people stray so far from, you know, even their college degree or something and how happy, sad, content they are in their current job. So, you know, I think as kids, we all want to be president or we all want to be a vet and we don't even like consider the education and stress that comes along with with that. And that's the beauty of childhood. So, yeah, I love this question.
2: Yeah, I think this question shows a lot of growth within someone and how they have changed over time. I I really do like this question a lot because you can kind of talk about how funny life is sometimes from your childhood to your current life stage. I think it's also really cool to see how naive we are back then without understanding the process of getting there. But we so confidently know we're going to, I don't know, be a ballerina or be an astronaut or the president. Now that we're older, we're like, thing those things are a lot harder than we thought they were it's like we've chosen a whole different career path
0: exactly and just one thing is like the question is asking when you're growing up so that kind of implies you know when you're younger or you could even say you can even change mm-hmm. and be like oh when you're a kid what did you want to be and what's super interesting too is money is not a restriction when kids think about their future jobs too. Like you said, like ballerina, astronaut or whatever, like an artist. So I think it's, that's also like really funny to see how we don't think about how much money or like the stability of the job. We don't even know such restrictions and limitations exist. So I think that's also like really funny. And then you ask like, why did you want to be president of the United States? Or why did you want to be an astronaut? And I think it's also really cute too. So I think it's a really like lighthearted but also very thoughtful question.
1: Another question is what is your biggest fear? I think it's a better question when paired kind of with a second application too. So um, it is hard to come up with your biggest fear in life in general. Um, It's just such a broad question, but when you can kind of center it around like, oh, what's your biggest fear about starting school? You know, what's your biggest fear about getting married or, you know, things in that vein, um, kind of narrowing it down a little bit could be helpful.
0: Right. And just branching off of that, it really does depend on how the other person receives it. Like we all know people who can't take anything seriously. and They're like, oh, my biggest fear is, is if McDonald's doesn't give me enough fries and then other people will take it to a really <laughs> deep level. <laughs> and like, I fear death or, you know, something yeah. deep. So that can also just prepare for like a turn. Um, Just brace yourself, I feel like. But yeah, I think it can be, if it does apply to something more focused, like what you said, Jamie, that could also be really interesting as well. I think I would ask this
2: question to someone that I'm trying to be like friends or kind of close with because we'll be spending more time together. But I definitely wouldn't ask this like right off the bat, like when I, as soon as I meet someone, but maybe like the second time or like the third time maybe, because um, it is a deeper question. The next one would be, what is your biggest regret? I actually really like this question. I like it, but I like it when someone I'm like getting to know like who I'm kind of close to ask me because it is very personal. I think this question is also very risky because some people is not gonna like it. I know a lot of people, they don't want to kind of go back into their past and dig up regrets and they don't like thinking about these things. So be very cautious with this one. Um, Again, feel out the situation. Um, and where the conversation is leading towards. The context and the setting is very crucial. Um, you can't be asking this question when you're waiting at a doctor's office for a few minutes. You can't ask them what's your biggest regret. Um, but maybe someone you meet at a party or a gathering and you're, you're wanting to get to know better. Um, and if they're willing to open up, it's a great question to ask. But again, if they look uncomfortable, just like pivot and just don't ask this question because it can be
1: uncomfortable for some people. No, I hate this one. I'm sorry. Um, you're basically bringing up like, one of the most mo- like, worst moments of s- people's lives. And you might drudge up some flashbacks that are weird for a casual conversation. Um, on the flip side, though, it is very interesting to know the answer um, because I'm so nosy. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's probably pretty bad to be on the receiving end of it. Yeah, that's just my opinion.
0: I completely get where you're coming from, but I think we all do know some people who are like, I don't live life with any regrets. So it also, like Chloe said, really depends on who you're talking to. So I think that's also really interesting. And again, if they're lighthearted and they don't really take things seriously, then it could just be fun too. So like, it's, it's a big mix of emotions with this one. Definitely, I get all angles. So I think it really does have to do with time and place and you being able to read the other person well enough and maybe even get to know them a little bit more instead of just sitting down for blind date or like trying to become friends with the person sitting next to you in class and just being like, hey, so like, what's your biggest regret? I don't know how that's gonna work out for you guys. But honestly, like the boldness of this question could also be appealing to the other person. So I think it could go all ways. Um, again with all these conversations you need some level of um,
2: sense and like emotional intelligence there's actually a term in korean called uh, nunchi and it's like something you have if someone has nunchi it means they're able to listen and kind of understand the other person's mood i can't find a like a term in english for it but I guess it's described as emotional intelligence. And so you need nunchi when you are having these conversations in order for you to have a successful one that doesn't make the other person feel cornered or uncomfortable or even suffocated.
0: Like for example, like someone who doesn't have nunchi would be someone, let's say they see their friend and they're obviously either sad, uncomfortable, or even crying or whatnot. And they're just not in the mood. And then the person would be like, oh, my God, hey, like, want to go hang out? Let's go to this party. Like, obviously so inappropriate. Or someone who maybe they ask a person a question, and that person, obviously, they hate the question, and you could tell they're like, oh, my God. And then the person who doesn't have nunchi would just keep asking, and be like, why aren't you answering? Like, so, like, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about X, Y, Z? And it's kind of like, do you not see that the person is so uncomfortable and does not like the situation that they're in? So that's something that, um, I guess, Koreans, we have like a big emphasis on that. So, and I think that is very important, though, especially when meeting someone new and trying to start up a conversation with them.
1: Yeah, it sounds to me like it kind of means like, you know, reading the room and like knowing your audience. Um, right. And yeah, so for the next question, I, we could definitely tie um, that idea in. So... I'm a bit nervous about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever done it before? So this is like a work appropriate topic. It's funny because I feel like for this one, you can tell the most about a person. So if you're like, yeah, I'm so scared for that big final coming up and the person's like, oh, really? No, I got this or or something like that. Um, I just kind of automatically know what kind of person they are and like I get, I can see you know, where they're coming from and, like, what, I don't know, what mindset they're in. So even if I'm not, you know, scared or worried about a test, I kind of, I always agree with them because it just makes you sound, like, all, like, high and mighty. I don't know. could be just me, but, you know, when you read your audience and you know that this person's nervous about the test, like, I wouldn't put them down more and, like, flip it on them, you know? So it's kind of like what you guys were saying before about Noon Chi. Is that how you say it? Yes, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like what you guys were saying. So
0: the next question that's part of like the work appropriate category is what has been the best thing about working here? I like this because, well, A, it can be very informative and it really focuses on the positives of a workspace. So that's just my initial thoughts on it. What did you guys think?
2: I always ask this question to like whatever new co-worker and I always ask every time I, you know, enter a new job or a new workplace because I think it gives a good rundown of the work li- work style and like the lifestyle of um, the working place. Yeah, I think this is also good because they can also tell you things that they don't like about the workplace and that kind of you kind of get an insight about, oh, like what you're getting yourself into, which I think is really interesting. And when I'm, you know, training someone new, I could always tell them what to expect, what not to expect. And if they don't like it, then they can, you know, leave anytime. I, I hate it when people kind of like sugarcoat everything and lie about the work situation. And then after a few months and I realize I hate it. So I, I really do like this question because I get a feel of um,
1: what the place is going to be like, as long as they're honest. <laughs> Yeah. And I also like this one because I think we're all too quick to find the bad things at a job or internship or, you know, new environment and getting a current employee's opinion that has been there, you know, sometimes years longer than you is important since they obviously have more experience than you and they've gone through, you know, the first day jitters and everything. So um, it's definitely a good question to ask. So, you know, focus on the good things about the experience um, that they already have. Right. And
0: so those were just the two that really stood out to us and that we had something to say about for the work appropriate topic. But the next topic is the conversation starters for a first date, which is something that we've been throwing around here and there. So the first one is basically the same thing as what we already talked about before, but it's what job did you want when you were a kid? Yeah, I think it's clear that we like this one too. Gives a lot of room for even some weird things because again, when you're a kid, your imagination is crazy. And I think that's something really wonderful and it could be a great kickoff to a conversation but the next one which is kind of interesting is if you had to pick one skydiving bungee jumping or scuba diving which would you do all right thoughts
2: this is super random but I guess it kind of shows that person's like fear level and how daring they are because you know some people when you ask this question they'll be like no I I wouldn't do any of it or or they'll be like I want to do all of it um, I guess it kind of it shows like how daring they are and I actually do ask this from time to time because I think it's interesting but not with someone I just met but someone that I'm, I'm like kind of close to just to see like what they want to do. I would do scuba diving honestly and because I hate heights and possibly not landing is like I mean landing but like not being alive really terrifies me so for me I would do scuba diving because I,
1: I really like the waters. Um, personally, um, if someone asked me this question, I'd be like, wait, what, what are the three things again? (laughs) Um, yeah. So I would feel like put on the spot, I guess, in like a weird way. Um, I, I I feel like it doesn't really flow with the conversation, but yeah, it's a cool question. So, uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Again, like read the room, read the person you're talking to because, well, one, like Jamie said, you could forget all the options and also if the person's not about it, like if they're not feeling it, they're just going to be like, I choose B. Okay, next. So, yeah. But,
1: but Jamie, you don't have one that you would, like, choose over the others? Okay, well, if we're getting into particulars. um, So, <laughs> bungee jo- jumping for skydiving. I guess bungee jumping is, like, the lamer version of it. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's just yeah. You know what? I don't know. I've never done any of them. So, <laughs> it's all up in the air for me.
0: <laughs> we'll move on to the next question, which is, What's the most important thing I should know about you? Hmm, I'm thinking it's feeling pretty deep in here now with this question. I think it's pretty insightful and would take a lot of thinking as well, even if, even for me thinking about myself right now. Um, What I will say though is that this could be like a potential um, question that can raise any flags about the person. Like if they confess to something or like, say something that you're not about or you don't click with, then I think that can also be exposed with this.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, this is a nice question and all, but um, I would truly answer this in, like, the most weird way because um, I guess the few things that come to my head is, like, ah, oh, clarinet player, doula, PA student. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a lack of, like, interesting things about me or just, like, I don't know, like, a random mindset. But it's cool if the other person has a cool answer to that, I guess. So, yeah, I like this one.
2: I actually think that this question opens up a good opportunity for them to be aware and to make compromises to make the relationship more successful because like, let's say someone didn't like physical touch. I would want them to tell me or if we had an opportunity to discuss it because then I would try to avoid it at all costs. I think this question, I, I'm more of a straightforward type of person so I would want that person to tell me what they like what they don't like what's important to them what's not important to them so I know I think this is a way to make the other person feel more liked
1: and comfortable in a way yeah I agree with what you just said Chloe like it makes them feel not important but just like I guess like more, like the other person like re- genuinely wants to know about you and like know about right. your life yeah so it, that is nice in that sense so <laughs> yeah I, I do like this question The next one was kind of similar to the job one, but when you were a kid, what did you think your life would look like now? I personally like this better than the, um, I guess, dream job when you were a kid one, because I think we all have a vivid picture in our heads of what life was going to be like when you were a teenager and then adult and so on. So I like this one. Yeah, this is another kind of deep one.
2: I think it would be a good reminder even to kind of recenter us to see what our goals were in the past. And if those goals still apply to you today, try to find your way towards them. Um, This is very similar to the job one, but I really do like this because it gives you an insight into the person's mind and what their ambitions were then and if it has any correlation to what they're doing today.
0: And I think we all know those people who had actually like every aspect of their lives planned out. I have some friends who are like, between 25 and 27, I need to get married and have a job. Then Mm -hmm. between 20 and 30, I'm going to have my first two kids. And we also have people who are like, my house is going to have a white interior with black accents. And it's so vivid. And we all have those types of people in our lives. So I feel like depending on the person as well, the answer can be so rich and really vivid. So it kind of just draws you into how they were picturing their future. So again, obviously, it's all dependent on who you're talking to and how they take this question. But I think it can open a lot of doors for just a lot of fun and kind of just bring you back and then you could respond with maybe it was similar or if it was like the complete opposite and I think that's a really nice way to get to know each other. Um, There are also other conversation starters that are more
2: light and more funny. Um, This one is what's the most embarrassing thing that you did at school or when you were a kid? (laughs) Um, I think this question is light and it'll help us put our guards down it helps us laugh a little bit. I think in a way it makes us more vulnerable with each other when we share our what happened in our past, when we were, you know, humiliated, when we were embarrassed.
0: Yeah, firsthand it seems kind of tacky and again like another icebreaker game at a conference or something. But If the story is funny, it can be like a hit or miss. And I think people are all for this too because you can even see on social media, like TikTok and Instagram, they all have those like story times and it's like all the embarrassing things they did as a kid or anything funny that happened to them. So again, it depends on what the person has to say and how open they are with it. I guess I'm like iffy about this one, but I do think it can be great.
1: Yeah, so thanks guys for asking what my story is but basically um my my third grade recorder concert i asked my teacher i'm like can i please just use the bathroom but we're the stage was we were about to go on stage so he said yeah can you wait and i'm like you know yes because i say yes to everyone um so in the middle of the concert we're playing like hot cross buns um i run off the stage because i had to pee so 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 bad apparently i told everyone i threw up because somehow that's better than peeing your pants um but (laughs) yeah like it's just like a funny story that like i'm obviously i'm over it (laughs) it doesn't really cause that much emotional distress for me anymore yeah so it's just like something funny and it just it leaves you like vulnerable to someone in a way, it just gets like a personal question. The last question, um, that's another funny one, is what is your plan if there was a zombie apocalypse? It's funny, but it can seem like it comes out of nowhere, you know, unless you guys are kind of asking each other weird questions already, that might be just me, but I personally would answer this question with obviously become a zombie, because I just have no survival skills um Mm -hmm. i know everyone likes to think that they're gonna be like you know the main character of the walking dead but statistically speaking unfortunately that's not the case but you know yeah i
2: don't even have the stuff planned out because i know i'm gonna be the first to go um just leave me i'm not gonna make it i this is such a random question but i feel like We always, like, this question always comes up at least once in our conversation with someone. I know these people who know exactly where they're going to go, what weapons they're going to carry, how they're going to ration their food, and they just, like, have all this stuff sorted out. And, um, yeah, I don't think about this stuff enough. (laughs) I think
0: it's fun in terms of, like, seeing other people's imagination or lack thereof because that can also be funny but yeah I guess it it can also be a hit or miss so another one that was in the funny conversation starter category was who would win in a fight a robot or a dinosaur this is a hard no from me I'm I don't even know what to say like do you guys have anything to say about this one
1: yeah no I hate this one but Again, I could see like a very particular personality that they would love this. Um, so yeah, read the room with this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a no from me. I would, I would never ask this question. If, if someone asked me this, I'll just stare at them because how do you respond to that? I don't know if a dinosaur or a robot is going to win.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, is this your life? Like, did you actually just ask me that right now? <laughs> but again, personal preference, but our preference, mm-hmm no, we're going to pass on that. I'd rather just sit in silence, honestly, instead of <laughs> a bigger mess. Another one, this is the last one we're going to be talking about. and It's in the funny category. It's, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why?
2: I feel like someone asked me this during an icebreaker at like summer camp when I was 10. Um, it's bringing bad flashbacks, but I still don't know to this day what animal I would be. Um, I guess it's like a spirit animal type of thing. Personally, I wouldn't
1: ask this. I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. I don't really like this one either. Um, me and Jamie were forced to ask this to um, people in our like service fraternity, and <laughs> each time, like, my answer changed. Like, <laughs> basically, I don't know. Like, oh, I want to be a panda because they're calm, or I want to be a squirrel because they're hardworking, or something like. I don't know. It's just so. Vague and animals literally don't have personalities. Well, they do, but not comparable to humans. So it's just a hard question for me. Jamie, the fact that you brought up those events really just
0: pulled me back into the past. And my answers did change too. And I don't know why. I guess it's just because I really honestly don't care. So what we had to do was like go from table to table, and each table was a new group of people. So that's why your <laughs> answer was like, So it's kind of like, ooh, fresh crowd. Like, let me pull out another one. <laughs> in my head, it was kind of like a game for myself. And it's so funny because one round I'd be like monkey, and everyone's like, ooh. And then the other table, I'd be like, um, I'd be a fox. And they'd be like, ooh, wow. Like, why? And I'm like making up all these reasons and like sweating because I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But that definitely is a question that's in like every, again, like tacky icebreaker game. I don't really see what you get out of it, but yeah, again, not a personal favorite of ours.
1: So all in all, um, making the conversation about the other person is key in having a good conversation. Um, You know, maintaining interest in what they're saying um, can keep it kind of lively. It requires listening skills and shifting your attention to the other person. But if it's done and executed correctly, you can have, you know, a great conversation with someone. Um, And in today's day and age, that's so important. We talk about you know, social media and texting and, you know, the whole like colloquial language, but having social skills um, in conversation is just so important. So thank you guys for listening, be well, and we'll catch you guys next time on Crest Talk.